Jumping in to quickly say, if you want to check out Coach Life, head over to coachlife.com forward slash functional tennis. It's not officially live yet, but Peter has given us early access to all the content, 300 plus videos, and he'll be adding new content monthly. That's coachlife.com slash functional tennis or check out the link in the show notes. Hello, I'm Jan Steryu and you're listening to Functional Tennis Podcast. Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. I'm Fabio Molly, your host. This week, I speak to Yanis Steryu, the hitting partner of Maria Sakari. Yanis tells us how he got into tennis, as well as how he ended up working with Maria, and five things he's learned from working with her. Also tells us about the camp feeling after Maria's two Grand Slam semifinals this year. As usual, a shout out to our podcast sponsor, Slinger, who make the awesome portable ball machine, the Slinger Bag. Head over to slingerbag.com to get all the info on the Slinger Bag or check out their Instagram account, Slinger Bag. And if you have any burning questions, feel free to reach out to me as I use mine weekly. Okay, here's Yanis. Hi, Yanis. How are you? Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm great. Pleasure to have you on. We've had a few hitting partners on over the 115 or 16 episodes so far. So great to get you on here, your story. We've had Tom Hill on probably about six months ago. It was great chatting to Tom, who is Maria's coach, but you're Maria's hitting partner. So we can't wait to find out all about that. But before we get started, just tell us a bit about you, where in Greece you're from and how you got into tennis. Yeah, so I'm from Athens, Greece. Uh, and uh, I started when I was pretty young, like four or five. I didn't have a tennis background. My parents were teachers. And um, so my father was actually playing uh, amateur, like uh, with his uh, brother. And uh, when he was playing, I was just riding my bike there. And so I had my first contact with the racket, playing around at four, four years of age. So that's when the first uh, contact happened with the sport. What's the tennis like in Greece? Is it a really popular sport? Have Maria and Stefanos really helped give the game more visibility? So, yeah, when I started, they didn't know a lot of tennis, actually. The main sport in Greece back then was like football and um, uh, basketball. But right now, it's huge hype. Also, during the COVID, in the quarantine, when we, when everyone, everything was closed, only tennis, because it was an individual sport, was allowed. So it helped, it helped the sport grow so much because everyone, everyone wanted to play tennis. Uh, but yeah, Maria and Stefanos is helping so much for the sport. Uh, right now, in uh, every tennis club and every tennis court is booked. Wow. Wow. That, 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 that sounds amazing. Really good. So, so moving on back to your tennis career. Sorry, I jumped ahead <laughs> there. Back to it. So you played a bit. Uh, when did you start getting serious? So when I was around 10, 11, I had my first few success, like club matches and uh, played with my, with the kids from other clubs. And I started, I realized I was good at it. I was winning, so I wanted to continue playing. Yeah, so I started around like 11, play like some nationals tournament. Uh, I had pretty good success rate here in Greece. And then after after a while, I don't know, age 14, 13, 14, I was starting going out for some tennis Europe and some ITS. Nice. And what happened after that? So did you go to college? Did you decide to give the tour a go? Did you get into coaching? 
So after that, uh, I had few offers because when I was 16, I had uh, like one or two ATP points. So uh, I had few offers from the universities, but uh, I didn't go. I wasn't ready at the time and I wanted to give the tour a go. So I just followed some tournaments, ITF, Pro Circuit and um, some 25K, 15K. But it's tough. It's tough though. <laughs> it is really tough. I have experienced a tiny bit of it. And yeah, you got to come in at super high level. And plus you want to get out of those, uh, well, that league, the futures, ITF, you want to get out of there as quick as possible, move on to the challengers. The quicker you do that, the better. But uh, how old are you now? Uh, I'm 26. So oh. basically in everyone in the team is 26 years old. <laughs> wow, such a good, yeah, young team. Was Maria 26? Yeah, we're the same and, age. We started playing together. Well, and did you know her from a kid? Uh, I yeah, I met I met her in the, some national tournament back in the day, like when we were eleven, twelve. Okay, um, was she always a superstar back then? Uh she was always playing pretty good. Not a stupid, not a superstar, but she was winning few of the tournaments and all that stuff. But she was focusing on the bigger, bigger idea of playing tennis, like going more to playing um, abroad, like some tournaments. Uh, Tennis Europe and ITF, but her family, you know, her mother is was an ex tennis player, so she knew everything everything about it. It can make life easier when there's sort of a path that's been there before. And when did you start officially working with her? How did that come about? When I was playing, uh, still playing tournaments, uh, because I was in the Davis Cup team and uh, I was playing in a good level. Uh, always when she was coming back in Greece, because she's always coming back, she loved it here. She was asking me. She was asking me to play with her, help her with her practices, and uh, but I was traveling also, so we didn't say we're gonna work together or anything. And when I stopped, uh, I think it was like three years ago, she came and said, "You know, now that you stopped, maybe you you're gonna think about working with me." I was like <laughs> the best job offer after stopping tennis, I think. That's pretty cool. So you've been with her for just about three years now? Yeah, I think from 2018, probably. Okay, well, and tell me, and Tom's there just a bit after that, was he? I think we were like almost in the same time. Maybe maybe I started a little bit earlier when she was with uh, Tom Johansson. I'm not sure though. Was Mark Petchy ever there when you were there? Uh, no, I knew that she was working with him, but I, I've never met him. I've met him like this year when we, when we met him in the, some Grand Slam. Nice, nice. And so, yeah, so quick on you and Tom Hill. Who's the better tennis player? Oof, uh, we have we have battles. We have some grinds. Yeah. When we have some free time as in some spare time, which is not a lot. But, uh, you know, he's playing. He was doing the job I, I'm doing. So he was playing actually pretty good. And he's a grinder. We have totally different play styles and... It gets on my nerves, actually, because he's getting every ball back. <laughs> uh, but I cannot say that. Like, we, one day, one was winning. You know how he's tennis. He, he told me he kicks your ass all the time. Oh, I, sh I, I shouldn't have replied like that. <laughs> I'm only messing. He, di he didn't say anything. He didn't, he didn't say anything. Uh, but no, that's exciting. So you're going to tell us a few things, five things you've learned from working as Maria's hitting partner. So how about we kick it off with number one? Yeah, first of all, it's the dream come true doing a job like that because it's not a job, it's a hobby. Like it's it's doing your 
passion and your love, which is tennis, and doing that every day uh, in the biggest stage possible. It's like a blessing doing that. It was a dream for me, like when I was playing, to be on these events as a player, but it's as close as it can be as a hitting partner and as a coach. Uh, so being close to my tennis idol as a kid and watching them play and compete is an amazing experience um, for everyone and for all the tennis lovers. So it's for me. Uh, so first of all, it's it's like it doesn't feel like a job, which is amazing. I, I can only imagine because you're hitting like on the main courts at all the slams, all the big tournaments. You have a nice team, fun team, and I'm sure you get to stay in the in the nicer hotels as well. And travel is a bit nicer so i think that's that's a it's a good place to be for a young lad like yourself yeah that's an amazing you have you have everything you dream of and you didn't have as an itf uh, player like 15k and 25k uh you have it as a hitting partner or as a coach so it's great and you don't have to win every week you know it's not that you're you're not competing for survival every week i mean when you have like goals like that that we have as a team. I think for me, it's more stressful being uh, in the box and watching Maria because you have no control of what you're doing when you're playing. You can change some things and you can tell tell yourself some things, but uh, it's more stressful for me for sure. I can imagine. Now, what's Just tell me stress of being a hitting partner. Obviously, you got to be making a lot of balls. You, you, you can't be spraying balls all over the place. And if she tells you she wants a ball hit there, you got to hit it there. How much pressure is there on the practice court? Uh, especially in the beginning was a lot especially in the first tournament I went to Miami and like maybe next to you is playing Roger or Rafa or Djokovic and when they're sitting down they're watching you like they're drinking the water and they're watching you sang a ball or sang two balls out and then you're getting even more tight (laughs) Uh, but yeah after a while you're getting used to it Um, I think the the worst part for me is the warm-ups before the match uh, because I have to play perfect, actually, <laughs> uh, for her to have a good feelings before she goes to the match. Yeah, you got to be on point all the time. But let's move on to number two. Yeah, so working with Maria every day, you're learning about the qualities that the top-tier athlete must have to succeed. It's it's an amazing experience the, uh, the to learn from the best, like the will to win and the work ethics that she has um, and how does she handle the pressure? Uh, because the pressure is a lot. I didn't expect that. Uh, Tom was telling me when uh, when we started working together that you you will learn soon enough when you come to tour. But the pressure is amazing. Uh, so it's a great experience working and learning from from players and teams like that. First hand experience. Just explain the pressure for people listening. Especially in the Grand Slams, because there are four of them and it's like everyone, the the sponsors and um, the big money is there and the big points are there. Um, you don't want to lose first round or second round. <laughs> so um, being uh, like a seeded player, being like in the top 16 or top uh, 32 um, and have like some tough first rounds, the pressure to win is is really big. Yeah, no, I I can only imagine. Uh, you've plus you've the weight of your country on your shoulders and your ranking and everything else. But just we're going to quickly before we go into three, uh, let's just break into it now. Maria had a great Grand Slam season this year. I know that the two semis at Roland Garros and at US, and and I know there's been some tough. They were tough losses. What was the feeling in camp after them? 
in Roland Garros, you know, when we lost to Krejcikova from a match point up uh, in the third set, it was tough. It was so tough. Like trying to, uh, I was playing it in my mind back and back and back. And what if she had missed the back and volley in the match point? And uh, what uh, what if we went to the final and all that stuff? But tennis is like that. Like uh, you can lose to anybody. And um, you can lose from a match point up, from a match point down, from five five love up, from five love down. You can like until the last point is over, you cannot say that I have won. But I think in Roland Garros it was um, the first semis in the slam, so we kept that, not the loss. And she gained huge confidence from that. That she proved to herself that she can compete uh, five rounds, six rounds, going deep in the slams. Which was the first time that she did. So um, I think uh, it was more good than bad. And in the US Open, um, it was weird because she beat some some great players, uh, slam winners, and then lost to Raducanu, which she's an unreal player. What she did in the US Open has never done by anyone before, like winning nine matches, I think, because she won like three in the qualies or something. So it was still we we have to keep the the good things and uh, how uh, how much she has improved in the last year and take uh, I think if she can if she keep it up like that and if she stays in these uncomfortable situations like uh, semifinals and uh, finals and uh, like quarters again and again and again at some point it's gonna it's gonna be good for her. Yeah, it, it will happen eventually if she just keeps on putting in the results because her tennis has improved. And yeah, she was just on, on the French Open match was was a tight one watching it. I remember watching it. I was like, it just could have went anyway. It was tight and they were getting tight. And, you know, she was hitting through the ball, which was which was great, but it was just tough to watch. And I actually didn't see the semi-final against Emma but it looked like one-way traffic. But I know there's always two sides to the story. I think Emma was in a great run. In the US Open, she had huge confidence. And it's not easy playing with someone which is so young, fearless. She had nothing to lose. So I think it's always tough. Also about the pressure that we talked before, handling all of that. But like uh, Emma played Unreal Tournament. Both of times we lost to the player that they won. So... This is a little bit of a good point, like it shows the pain, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's a good consolation. But uh, yeah, so look, let's hope for a final next year. Let's progress it. At Functional Tennis, we are all about helping your tennis game get 1% better every day. That's why our match and practice journals are a great tool to have in your gear bag. The Functional Tennis match and practice journals help you plan and evaluate your matches and practice sessions. It includes goal setting, quotes, pressure tests and more. It's used by players of all ages and levels and it's a great way to get away from your phone and focus in on your game. To learn more, visit functionaltennis.com. But okay, on to number three. Uh, so the third reason is a little bit about me. So because having to play with Maria, I have to maintain my, and improve my fitness and my tennis level uh, so I can be uh, Maria's best opponent uh, and help her with her tennis. It's tough when she's hitting the ball so big and um, to play where you're supposed to play. If you want to play forehands and she's ripping the ball, like you have to play there again and again and again. It's so tough. Uh, so for me, because I always love the grind of playing tennis, I, I really love 
what I have to do, uh, that I have to play with here like three hours, four hours precision, and uh, then do some fitness with here and all of that. And keeping my body and my tennis level in that that level, it's it's so nice for me. And yes, yeah, something about your fitness and Maria's fitness. Of we featured many many videos from George. I can't pronounce his surname. Yeah, yeah. On our account, and he sends him truth as he's so good. And I've seen like she trains like a hundred meter sprinter. She does like the weights and some of the exercises she does are incredible. And she's built like a tank. But do you get involved in those fitness sessions at all? Uh, so when I was playing back in the day, um, Maria told me about her fitness coach, Giorgos Panagiotopoulos. So uh, I was working with him, actually. So I know firsthand how, how is it to work uh, with him. He helped me improve so much. And uh, I, we have done some, some sessions with Maria back in the day. Uh, I couldn't keep up with her, actually. But yeah, she, she's doing such a great job. With her body, like she never had any cramps, she never had any uh, any major problems or any major injuries. Like the fitness is so important in tennis. When you're traveling or when you're back at home at your training base, when are you doing your fitness work? Probably uh, after the practice most of the days with Tom, uh, with gym buddies also. <laughs> okay, okay. Nice, nice. And one more question on you and Maria. Have you played an all-out set that's the secret that's in the team it's I cannot I cannot reply uh, that my job is on the line here <laughs> I, I know you can't say but oh well I thought you might be able to say but I had to ask yeah. what score but maybe I'll find out one day maybe a surprise session as I said maybe I was telling you before we should talk about a set going to Costa Navarino maybe I'll see you guys training there and playing a cheeky set that's going to be amazing let's go on to number four yeah, so uh, the number four is about being next to someone as Tom Hill. It's not about Maria, it's about the team. It's being next to Tom Hill, one of the youngest coaches on tour, uh, and someone uh, I can call a friend and a mentor. He helped me so much for in so many different ways. He helped me grow as a coach, and uh, uh, I learned uh, from him and from, from Maria that if you want to be on top and keep chasing these big stages, um, you have to improve every day. Uh, it's a non-stop process. Every day is a learning experience for me, trying to absorb, absorb as much as I can and help them win as much as they can. Uh, so it's a great experience. I mean, Tom has such a great success in such a young age. Nice. And what you've learned now, if you knew that back when you were playing full-time, would that have greatly helped you be a better tennis player? Yeah, so much. Actually, I was I was talking about that with Tom. That if we both knew all this stuff that we're doing now uh, as a player, maybe the outcome would be different. <laughs> I know it's hindsight, but at least you can apply that to other things you do in life or to other players, younger players. So, you know, once you can apply that somewhere, that's the main thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, and also, right now, watching all this stuff gives you so much confidence that you can do so much good for the sport, especially in Greece, because it's still underdeveloped in comparison with, I don't know, UK or France or all these countries. Uh, so watching, uh, and there are not a lot of people in Greece that they're doing this and they're watching how is it in, in the bigger stages. So yeah, it's great. Nice. And let's move on to number five. So number five, I 
never had the idea that it's going to be so important, but learning to study the strategies, it's so important. Uh, and uh, if I wasn't working with them, I would have no clue, no idea. I didn't think it was that much when I came to the team. Before the match, you have to give the right strategies to the player. Um, you have to give them a heads up and you have to spend hours of studying me and Tom about the next opponent. And it's, I, I think it's part of the success how he analyzes the game. And he, he taught me a lot of stuff about studying the strategies. And do you work with a data analyst? I don't know. You have to ask Tom about that. <laughs> okay, well, that's that. That's his job. But yeah, look, there's a lot. There's a lot going on there, and it's really interesting that you know you can learn so much, and hopefully you can apply. It. But tell me, Maria, and let's talk about Stefanos. Are they absolute superstars in Greece? Yeah, especially uh, after the year that Maria had. And um, uh, Stefanos, for the few past years, he already proved himself to be a top 10 player for, I don't know, two years now, maybe one, one and a half, and num be number three in the world and beating Roger and Rafa and Djokovic uh, and Maria beating all these Grand Slam winners. It, it's, uh, they're, they're getting bigger and bigger. Nice. Yeah, I, I can only imagine the local stars. But what about the tournaments? I've been to Australia before. I've seen the, the amount of Greeks down there who was supporting Stefanos at the time. What's it like when you're at these other tournaments and the local support? Yeah, so uh, I think Greeks, Greeks are everywhere for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> so in US Open also now we had, uh, like we could see Greek flags on the stages and uh, fans talking Greek to Maria when she was playing, and it's always f feeling better if if you're Greek and you're hearing someone speaking Greek. But the, the the support from the fans it was amazing in all the tournaments, also in UK in Wimbledon, like Greeks coming were coming and watching Maria, and I can only imagine about her seeing uh, flags, Greek flags, makes you more motivated. It's great when you go to these other countries and you do have support and more support than other people. So that's great. And just a few more questions left here. But one of them is actually on Greek tourism. As I was telling before, we were on the call that I meant to go to Costa Navarino, yeah. which I've never heard of before. It's a it's a plush hotel in Greece. Maybe you can tell us where it is. And Mortoglu opened up some sort of a training camp there. So I meant to go over. I'm not going over, but I'm sending somebody in my place to go over. And then I did look the opportunity of trying to get over there, but that's still a work in progress. So maybe I will get over there, but there will be a member of Functional Tennis over there. That's one. And two, I mentioned on the podcast a few weeks ago, where I'm going to the Tato Club, is that what it's called? Tatoi, Tatoi, yes. In Athens at these IMG are hosting under 12 World Championships there. That's next April. So tell me, how nice is Costa Navarino? And I've heard some good things about the Tato Club. Yeah, so Costa Navarino is a heaven on earth. Uh, we have been there with Maria practicing um, in the courts of uh, Muratoglu that he built there inside the hotel. I don't know if you like golf. It has one of uh, uh, two of the best courses uh, probably in Europe. So if you like also golf, it's going to be a good good uh, plus there. Um, yeah, it's it's a great hotel. Um, it's, I think, by car, like three hours from Greece. 
two and a half hours. Uh, the road is pretty good at most of the most of the part, so it's easy to go there if you rent a car from Athens. And the the hotel and the resort there and the courts and the golf courses and uh, the beach and the pools and everything is like high, high, high quality. I, I don't know if I'll be there, but it's a missed opportunity. The friends are like, what are you doing? Not going. But anyway, sometimes just, yeah, you can't go to these things, unfortunately. For sure, it's going to be another opportunity for you, I'm sure. True. And well, I'm definitely going to the Tattoo Club. That's meant yeah. to be an exclusive tennis club in Athens, is it? Yeah, uh, it's uh, uh, from the center, I don't know, like maybe 20, 25 minutes by car. So that's where we basically train with Maria. Uh, that's our uh, our base uh, when uh, when we're Greece, back in Greece. And uh, it's an amazing club. Like the facilities are are one of the best clubs I've been in a while. Like the um, they have indoor indoor courts and indoor clay and indoor uh, green set, and they have like I don't know. Uh, like 16 more courts and they have everything inside. I look forward to that. I don't think it'll be playing any tennis, but I, I look forward to going over there. It sounds <laughs> it sounds amazing. And yeah, yeah my, my last question for you is, what's your plan for the future? Where do you see yourself in 10 years from now? Uh, that's a good question. I'm trying to, to enjoy the moment that uh, I'm living uh, right now because um, I started traveling with Maria this March. Uh, I wasn't traveling before with Maria because COVID and all this stuff. Uh, so I'm trying to still enjoy the moment. I still haven't processed the year that we had as Maria and all the uh, as the team of Maria. And I'm just enjoying myself right now. Hopefully, uh, in the next ten years, uh, I'm gonna be retired. <laughs> <laughs> No, we all, uh, we, no, we I, all I, want I'm that. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, but I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm just taking it day by day, trying to achieve our, our goals as a team, um, and uh, I, I'm just trust, trusting the process. Nice, very nice. Yeah, it's really exciting. I wish you guys all all the best uh, moving forward and another successful year next year, Yanis. Thank you, thank you very much. Hopefully, hopefully we can keep it going. I think if you if you put the effort there, if you have the effort there, and if you have the right right mentality, uh, I think uh, you you're gonna achieve great things. Amazing! Bye bye. Thank you very much for having me. Really hope you enjoyed that chat with Yanis. I'll be back next week, and until then, get out in the tennis court and goodbye. <laughs>